0: Welcome to Equal Inspired, the inclusive podcast, brought to you by Equal IT. Sarah Smooley and Dr. Rachel Levy join us from VoiceIt. Sarah is the head of partnerships and co founder, and Rachel is the lead customer success manager. Voiceit It is a digital health startup who have developed a unique speech recognition technology to help people with disabilities live more independently.
1: Hi, I'm Sarah. So good to be here. Thank you so much, Ellie.
0: Hi, I'm Rachel. So great to be here as well. I'm really stoked for this interview. We're so excited to have you both here today. So thank you for joining us. And we'd love to learn, firstly, really for you both as individuals, what inspired you to get involved with Voice It?
1: So I'll start by explaining that Voice It resonates on a very personal level, both in our founding team, our core team, and, you know, many, many in our community. Um, In my case, I'm one of the co-founders at Voice It. Um, It was my grandmother. Um, My mother's mother was diagnosed early onset Parkinson's disease. So it was age 40. So it means that by the time that I was born, she had lost most of her motor capabilities, but more than anything, it was her speech that was impacted. And of course, that affected her ability to build a relationship with my brothers and me. Um, in the case of I'll, I'll mention the case of, of my co-founder, Danny, our, our the CEO of our company, um, his family member had a stroke. And so although it was a very different situation, um, it was someone he knew very well um, that suddenly lost her ability to speak and be understood. Um, Together was our inspiration to develop technology to help a person for whatever underlying medical condition, disorder, disability, or aging, to speak and be understood. So again, very personal connection, and that's really what kind of drives us each and every day on this journey and adventure. As for me, uh, I'm a practicing speech-language
2: pathologist for about, about the past 16 years. And my passion is to help people communicate. And that's my drive. And I recently completed a doctorate in speech-language pathology, and I know that on a client level or a patient level, I'm helping to change each and every person's uh, trajectory in life when I interact with them. And I wanted to do something on a grander scale. I really wanted to be able to touch people's lives on a grand scale and impact people's lives on a grand scale. And Voice It does that. And Voice It is just a magical, magical, company a magical technology that really has the chance to impact so many people's lives in their communication and in we know as speech language pathologists that when we impact the individual's communication ability we have opened up new worlds for them and essentially
0: opened up their potential so that's what Voice It does for people. Thank you for sharing. And I know you you touched briefly on VoiceIt, um, but I'd love to learn more about what actually is Voice It.
1: We originally developed Voice It and we created this company to help a person with non-standard speech to communicate and be understood. Um so that is and was our first product. It's a mobile application. It learns the person's unique way of speaking, and then translates for them in real time, in any language, in whatever level of uh, speech impairment, um, so that they can communicate, order a copy in a coffee shop, speak to a medical professional, or simply say, I love you to a loved one. So we released this application. And We learned from our community that this first product enabling in-person communication is transformative and empowering for users who often have speech and uh, who often have motor control or cognitive or visual impairments in addition to a speech uh, impairment as well. And what we learned is, although enabling in-person communication is so impactful, we could do a lot more by enabling the person to essentially communicate, interact with, and control their machines. I think it's fair to say that there's no better time in human history to be involved in voice technology, um, whether it's smart homes, smart cars, virtually raise your hand if you, ha- if you have Siri on your iPhone, or use um, Amazon um, A word, which I can't say because she is in the room. Um, but many of us are using these voice technologies on an everyday basis. Um, but what we learned from our community is that many people who can... Um, benefit from these technologies the most cannot access them because they have non-standard speech patterns. And um, and that led us to um, opening the capabilities our tech to, of our technology to enable integration and open the world of voice technology and voice-enabled devices, platforms, and software to all people regardless of um, their uh, physical or diverse abilities.
2: For me, from my from my perspective as a speech-language pathologist, I see that VoiceIt is really filling a gap and a need for people with non-standard speech. And as a speech-language pathologist, we have many tools at our uh, disposal to help people with impaired speech. Oftentimes people who are seldom understood by unfamiliar listeners are given AAC devices, augmentative and alternative communication devices for the the purposes of communication with others or with their smart uh, home technology or smart assistants. However, there really isn't anything out there to help individuals who consider themselves verbal speakers, who are generally understood by their familiar listeners, by their caregivers, but not understood by unfamiliar listeners. And so voice it really comes in to fill that gap for those people and allow individuals to use their voice. This is a human need to, to want to be able to speak using their own voice in the first person to communicate
0: with other people and other smart home um, accessibility features. The journey that you're on and what you're doing and and the topic is so important, giving people that voice. So how does it actually work? Voice It's technology
1: starts from the premise of learning the person's way of speaking. So each user will follow prompts to essentially teach the software their unique pronunciation. Um, they'll um, read or or uh, be guided through um, simple words, phrases, short sentences where they record their voices and um, essentially the underlying algorithms will learn the person's voice as they use it are system gains more data on that particular person's way of speaking and then it can get more accurate um, as they use it and that's the the core of, of a machine learning of our machine learning uh, technology
2: And then just to add to that um, the way I see voice it is that individuals who are generally understood by familiar listeners um, those familiar listeners become their translator they become this, person that's required for interaction with the world and interaction with any technology that they need. And VoiceIt essentially becomes that familiar listener for them. VoiceIt learns their patterns of speech and allows them to interact with other individuals or communicate with their
0: technology because VoiceIt becomes their familiar listener. So it's like they're partnering crime as such. They can help them to achieve their goals. And that's that's so amazing to hear. And you said machine learning. How, how actually was the technology developed to create this? Because it's incredible what you're doing.
1: The principal challenge of any machine learning um, or AI startup is um, simply data. And in our case, of course, it's voice data, um, in order for in order to do, develop the algorithms, you need to feed quality input into them. Um, in our case, what we've done is first and foremost set a priority of building a community as well as a product and technology and that's been our focus really from the beginning we've engaged um, of course speech language pathologists occupational therapists other clinical stakeholders as well as caregivers and um, um, health administrators end users and families to um, gain feedback on um, how to Um, build the product, as well as to um, collect the voice samples that are necessary to build the algorithms. So we've really taken that approach of hand in hand, building that community, creating an efficient feedback loop. So at the end of the day, we're not just building another cool technology, another cool app, another AI thing, but really addressing the needs and preferences of our users, their families, and those who care for and about them.
0: I love that you're making it specific and you're tailoring because sometimes where we can go wrong as well is just assumptions, assuming that what we're doing is going to work for everybody and you're going directly to the community. And it's so, so impactful. There's so much power in that. So what are some of the main use cases and features that VoiceIt actually has now? Essentially, we have two products. One is
2: the iOS app that serves a particular use case. And then we also have the web app, which is spontaneous continuous speech recognition. Um, With regards to the iOS app, we have a seamless integration with Alexa that allows individuals to control their environment and communicate directly with Alexa's servers uh, for smart home control. And the iOS app specifically requires each individual uh, phrase to be trained and those, tra- those trained phrases should be used exactly as they were, they were trained. So essentially, the individuals will only be able to communicate what they've pre-trained using the iOS app. Um, they can also use the iOS app for interpersonal communication. And the great thing about the iOS app, as a speech-language pathologist, um, from my perspective, is that there's this wonderful feature of the iOS app, which essentially extends the individual's speech and language so that they can um, train just one uh, word and the the uh, iOS app outputs a longer phrase or sentence. So for example, an individual can say burger and I, Voice It, the familiar listener, knows exactly what this individual wants and will output I'd like a cheeseburger with tomato and pickles, please. And so thats it's just an amazing feature for individuals who find speech to be laborious and difficult. And maybe there's an intellectual disability that hinders their ability to produce a lot of language. And so if they're only required to say one word, then that's great because they could still communicate a whole phrase or sentence using that one word. Um, so that's the iOS app. We have another uh, product, which is the, the spontaneous speech recognition technology, which is essentially the individual needs to train about a thousand phrases, um, short phrases. And then once they are done with the thousand phrases, that's essentially the threshold to receiving access to this web app for continuous speech recognition. And so all they need to do after they've been handed this beautiful tool is speak. And it will translate their speech into text on the screen as well as voice output if they like. And the great thing about it is we also have an integration with uh, Zoom and Microsoft Teams for live transcription. And we have an upcoming uh WebEx integration, which is in the works. So that's
0: really exciting. That's so, so exciting. And just to give a little bit more context, you described those perfectly, what you're doing, the two different features. How would you dig deeper into the core differences of these two platforms for people who want to use them? So essentially, the way I see it is that the
2: iOS app is great for individuals who want to control their smart home because of that integration, the seamless integration with Alexa servers. And the fact that there aren't very many commands that you would say, like spontaneous commands that you would need for smart home control. So it's really perfect for that use case of controlling uh, smart home assistants, as well as for individuals who have maybe limited speech ability, limited language, um, speech is laborious, uh, and maybe they just have extremely um, impaired speech. And, And so the iOS app can even understand individuals who speak in grunts because it can essentially detect the most severe to profound speech and translate it into a command or a a sentence, whatever is programmed in. So, so I think that's the particular use case for the iOS app. Whereas for the web app, individuals who would like to have access to it should have language that's intact and language that is essentially more robust and uh, have a lot to communicate. Um, and individuals should also have speech that's impaired, but uh, impaired enough that smart home assistants are not understanding them. So even if individuals who are uh, very well understood by other humans, but are not understood by their smart home or just technology in general, Siri, Alexa, Google, whatever it may be, and are not understood very well by that technology, they're really good candidates for this web app. And then with regards to speech severity, um, whereas the iOS app does a really good job of Uh, understanding individuals with severe and profound speech impairment. Our web app is more suitable for people with mild to moderate speech impairment. So individuals who are understood by their caregivers uh, or familiar listeners, probably 90 to 100% of the time, and are probably harder to understand by unfamiliar listeners. And that individuals who want to use this web app should be motivated, intrinsically motivated to use technology for
0: the purposes of communication. It's so incredible to see how impactful the technology you have created is and the different features, the different ways in which you can use this and take advantage of it. And with that in mind, who can use VoiceIt? Everyone. (laughs) I can use VoiceIt too. (laughs) Um,
2: Everyone can use VoiceIt. We have Our range of products, these two products, really cover the span of anyone who consider themselves a verbal speaker, whether they're very limited in their verbal output to people who are very verbose and have lots to say, but are uh, seldomly understood by, by by unfamiliar listeners.
0: Making it accessible to all. And can this help? for example, people like you with samples for um, therapeutics to see vocabulary and syntax that you wouldn't maybe otherwise be able to access? That's a really good
2: point. So it definitely, I definitely see it as a therapeutic tool. I see both uh, products as therapeutic tools. One, uh, the iOS app, I can see in a particular use case uh, such as working with uh, young children or individuals with on the autism spectrum uh, disorders who are um, maybe have limited verbal output and requires some more modeling. And the fact that our app is so engaging and fun, it really does encourage individuals to speak more. And so it actually allows individuals, encourages individuals to speak And then we also have the added advantage of providing a language and speech model by giving them the extended output. So if an individual says ball, uh, then you can have it output, I want the ball please, right? So it's really great as a therapeutic tool for um, people with impaired speech, but also with language impairment um, and limited language. And then on the side of the, uh, the web app, I think, well, currently we're engaging in some research to validate our tool as um, a therapeutic tool that can actually improve people's speech. So we've had some, um, some reports from individuals who have gone through training and have said to us that as they have gone through the training process, they've actually they feel that their perception of their own speech has improved, that their articulation has improved. And so we're actually investigating this currently in a study, uh, which is really exciting, and using and having individuals use the web app as a means of actually improving their speech. And I know, as a speech-language pathologist, just by the mere fact of having individuals speak, right, and speak more that will already improve their speech. And these individuals we know are individuals who are seldomly understood by unfamiliar listeners. And so they're not encouraged to speak. In fact, they're probably discouraged to speak. And so our applications actually encourage them to speak and give them the opportunity to speak and essentially
0: allow them to improve their speech as they Continue to speak. You mentioned that it's helping to improve others, just their general speech and, and how they deliver that. How else has Voice It positively impacted the lives of the users so far? I'd love to talk about uh, Claire Malone. She's uh, our rock star beta
2: tester. Um, Claire is a physicist in the UK. You can actually look her up. She has a TED talk, she's incredible. Um, and she Originally came to Voice It because she is writing a sci-fi novel, and she does have a live scribe that works for her and helps her by transcribing her speech into text. Uh, but her, as in her own words, uh, you know, Voice It doesn't call out sick, and Voice It doesn't get COVID. So, um, you know, she she's actually uh, just a couple months ago onboarded to the beta and she's actually using our tool to write her novel, which is really exciting. And for her it's exciting because when inspiration strikes, any any of you creative listeners know that when inspiration strikes, you don't want to wait. You want to put it down on paper. You wanna, you know, put your creativity into action. And Voice It allows Claire to do that without any limitations.
1: She also has a British accent, I have to add. Um, so voice it will will be fine with you
0: English uh, speakers as well that's amazing so voice it is going to be contributing to a sci-fi novel that's so cool and and how else has voice it been positively impacting your users
1: maybe I'll um, give kind of another perspective in a lot of what we're learning again from our community in that we ultimately the technology in as much as it's you know, designed to learn the speech patterns of our end users with non-standard or um, dysarthric speech, we're building it as much for um, the people around them as well. And one of the things that I've noticed in my own experience and in seeing voice in in action and and hearing from others is that by having the tool, um uh, you know available and there together with the end user it gives the conversation partner you know the person listening the person on the other side of the the, the computer screen or the in-person uh communi- um in-person conversation to be to feel confident to sit and listen to the person and um and not to be uncomfortable or afraid or nervous that they're not going to understand what they're saying, um, but to have this tool with them. So um, I've just really found that um, meaningful just, you know, for myself, we have one of our amazing colleagues is Michael Cash. Mm-hmm. He's on our product team, he's a product specialist who um, also has cerebral palsy and non-standard speech. And I've just loved talking to him. Um, and he's of course among our first um, you know, uh beta um testers as well as, you know, on the development team. And to have that opportunity to really listen, um, you know, in and 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 see that kind of full participation from both the end user and everyone else around them, where inclusion really means uh really means something. I love that you said that, Sarah, because you know, a voice. It really
2: does work to improve the individual with speech impairment to to allow them to interact with others. But we don't really get the perspective of the listener, and the listener is actually the one who's encouraging the speaker to speak, right? And so that's actually such a good point, and I and I love that you brought it up because it it strengthens the the fact that voice it actually encourages individuals to speak more, because now we have listeners who are willing to listen, who are willing to engage, who are willing to be a part and partner to this conversation. Whereas otherwise, maybe those communication partners were exercising some avoidance tactics, right? Or trying to just not engage in those conversations. So Voice It really has helped both the individual speaker, as well as the listener.
1: One of my friends told me recently, like, um, his glasses broke. So he said, like, my glasses broke, so I can't see. Meaning it's implicit that the problem is not me. The problem is the product. The problem is the technology. It's not the person that is deficient. And I think part of our goals, and as Rachel is also describing, is um, kind of changing that mindset or paradigm into the impairment is not in the individual, but rather um, the technologies that are just kind of need to keep up with, um, with all of that and the personalization and the humanity that that comes along with it as our, as one of our main points of our, our vision and mission. It
2: brought to mind that um, the idea of a disability, right? and. The negative kind of connotation of the word disability, right? And so, in my mind, the people we serve are not disabled. The, the, I think the word that we should use is more diffability—that they're differently abled. And you know, we're in the day and age where we need to make accommodations for everyone. Everyone's different, and we need to really showcase that different. Difference and celebrate it and accommodate it, accommodate for it so that we can remove any barriers that are that are present for uh individuals with
0: diff abilities. I love the diff abilities. And in your opinion, what does the next generation of speech recognition technology look like? We just we produced a video which is like the next generation, the future of voice
2: it technology and I think for many individuals who have speech impairments, they're also have uh, dexterity issues or physical impairments and the ability to be able to control their environment with their voice can be life altering. And I think the future of Voice It can can allow individuals to control everything with their voice, control their computers with their voice that they no longer even need to, to click a button with their hand or their finger or whatever accessibility features they have to access their computers, they can hopefully do that with their voice and be able to open their computer with their voice and close close their web browsers and open web browsers and do all of that
0: wonderful stuff only with their voice. That is so exciting. The thought of doing that is fantastic opening a computer, making it more physical, the future and the possibilities really are endless. And and how about for a more accessible world? What do you feel the future looks like here?
1: I think that more and more major companies and influential organizations are understanding that the accessibility of novel technologies, of innovations is not just a nice to have, but ultimately um is essentially crucial. And we're seeing that more and more. Um, One of the things that we consider one of our most significant achievements as a startup is not just in, you know, the integrations or the partnerships that we've built, but in Being part of raising awareness among these corporates or governments or, you know, administrators, very different audiences, investors of inclusion and accessibility as not just, you know, a a nice thing relegated to a corner of, of, you know, a small asterisk on a company's product roadmap, but, you know, really part and parcel of the business. Um, Someone said, I'm I'm forgetting, I apologize who, who, who to quote here, but something I really has really um stuck with me is you know when you design for anyone, it benefits everyone, and I think that's really you know the future of novel technologies and accessibility.
0: Great quote, thank you for sharing lots of exciting things on the horizon. It's a continuous journey as well, right We're never quite at the finish line. There's always new things to adapt and to embrace. and what are some of the ongoing challenges and, and problems you hope to continue addressing moving forwards for Voiceit? It really comes back to how um,
1: we started the conversation, which is continually engaging our community. Our challenge now is kind of getting the word out for people to experience the newest versions of our technology, to provide feedback on the product, um, for clinicians or therapy professionals to engage with us, let us know how new use cases can um, provide value to their clients or students or patients or friends. So our, I think our, our biggest challenge is also, you know, our our, our biggest, you know, hope in, in expanding the impact and bringing out our vision for Voice It.
2: I wanted to just add to what Sarah said about engaging our community and getting feedback. And I think one of the great things about Voice It as a company and being the fact that we're still a small company is that we really do listen to everything that our individual users, therapists have to say, and we we so value that input and feedback, and we really do try hard to implement feature requests. Um, if there's individuals who have a particular impairment and our and our our technology isn't quite meeting their needs and we we love to hear how we can improve our technology so that we can meet those needs so that we can be more accessible for those individuals and essentially like Sarah said earlier if we if we make it more accessible for that one individual there's no telling who else might be benefiting
0: from that feature improvement it's really refreshing to hear how open you are to that to that feedback because it's the driving force of change. It's never the finished article and there's always work to be done. And as we've explored in this talk, it's never a one size fits all, everyone is different. And yeah, so it's great that you really embrace that. And I know you've also had a collaboration with the Department of Developmental and Intellectual Disabilities in Tennessee. I'd love to learn a little bit more about that collaboration. So DIDD is the state department
1: responsible for providing supports and services um, and funding in some cases through state waiver programs to people with disabilities throughout the state. And Tennessee is one of the, I, I, I think, one of the pioneers of um, you know, uh, um, you know, in, in the U.S. and in, in bringing um, you know new innovations to these government programs, so we've been fortunate to be partners with um, with DIDD in in trying out our new technologies. In running beta programs in collaboration with provider agencies across the state, um, it's already been a few years. So we've run a couple programs where we have one ongoing, um, which we'd be happy to have people from Tennessee listening to this to to um, to work with us and our and our partners there. And we're also looking toward you know expanding these programs and following the lead from DIDD in Tennessee to additional government programs. Um, As, you know, there's, um, you know, as opportunities build or momentum builds around these collaborations between government and innovation, industry innovation, and the community with disabilities.
2: I also wanted to add, I know this is a little off topic, but uh, we do have another partnership with the Carton Network in the UK. And um, we've been partnering with them to also engage individuals in the UK and allow them to also gain access to some, some funding. So for participation in our, using our technology, individuals who onboard to the beta and record their voices will actually get um, a stipend for participation through the Carton Network. Um, and that's through a grant from the new, uh, it's a new VOIC uh, grant. And uh, that's expiring in April. So if any of you listeners out there are in the UK and have individuals who'd like to participate in our beta, uh, definitely reach out to us and we'll put you in touch with the Carton Network. How can they get in touch with you? What's the best means of contact? So I would say the best way is to go on to our website, uh, uh, voiceit.com, and they can also reach us by email at support at voiceit.com and please also mention that you heard uh, heard about us from this podcast. We always like to know where where you heard about us, where you're from and uh we love to to really engage our individuals that reach out to us cuz we really like to cater to their individual needs.
0: Everybody listening, watching Get in contact with Voice It, get involved, build those meaningful connections and collaborations and let's let's work together to make a difference. It's so, so important. And how else can the community get involved and support your mission and the great things that you're doing?
1: We would just like to invite people to experience the technology. It's really the best way to. Um, uh, Feel what we're what we're all about and to be part of, of our, our mission we also welcome uh, researchers and anyone in, in else in this space that has interest in, in partnerships um, really welcome those people to to reach out to us as well and as a startup we have always multiple things going on at once so <laughs> um, we you know have a lot of uh, creative ways of collaborating and partnering
2: and just to add to that I think anyone who is inspired by Voice It and what we what we stand for and what we do for the community can also just share what they've learned just share our you know our our Voice It page on social media share what you share this podcast you know just get the word out there about Voice It we are a relatively small company and we really try hard to get the word out and it's it really comes down to individuals who are inspired. And if you're inspired, then
0: spread the word. Share the inspiration and that, that's why we're we're so happy and excited to have you both on as guests because we we just love everything that Voice It stands for and we want to shine that spotlight. So everybody else, please do the same if you love what they're all about and their mission. And it's a, it's a new year, 2023, we're going into. So I want to know for you both, what are you excited about for this year when it comes to Voice It? I'm excited to really get this technology into the hands
2: of individuals who need it. And I'm also excited to find out how individuals will use this technology in ways that we had never anticipated. I know there are gonna be lots of wonderful and exciting surprises in how people are actually gonna
0: use our technology. And I'm really excited to find out how it all plays out really. Absolutely love that, Rachel. And Sarah, for you, what are you most excited about?
1: Well, I have to say, again, at this point, we can't really, sometimes I feel I can't even predict the different um, things that people will come up with to use our technology. Many of the things that we're doing now are things we couldn't have imagined and um, are now a reality because of the um, initiative and ideas of our our users and and others in the community. So um, I think 2023 has a lot to bring. Um, We recently announced a um, new partnership and investment by Cisco, a major corporation. And uh, with this investment, we will be accelerating our technological efforts, as well as some other kind of exciting projects on the horizon. And I think 2023 is full of possibility and we hope that more and more will benefit from the technology and join
0: us. So looking forward to continue following the journey this year on the great things you're doing. And I just want to thank you both for your time and for coming on to Equal Inspired. It's been really great to learn more about what you're doing and how voice it actually works.
1: It's okay, Ellie, we can end literally in the voices of our users.
0: Okay,
2: this is Orit. She is a very intelligent young woman. She speaks three languages um, and has so much to offer, so much potential. And uh, she happens to have been born with cerebral palsy and her speech is impaired. Let's have a listen to her, uh, to her speech. She's going to say something does in English.
0: No, I can't.
2: Did you hear it? Yes, we heard it. Okay, so um for all you listeners out there, you can you can take a guess at what she said. Um but for those of you who, who are unsure, let's have a look and a listen at what she intended to say there. Nice. So there you have it. That's our mm-hmm. speech technology in action. Just essentially translating uh, individual speech and uh, converting it to text on the screen, as well as automated
0: speech output. Wow. That is amazing. Like it, it actually kind of like makes you feel quite emotional, you know, hearing something like that and the impact that that's going to make to people's lives and, and everybody that's using it. So I just want to say again, like, you know, thank you so much for such a fantastic platform and I really, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Ellie. This was really exciting. And
2: uh, I look forward to hearing from you listeners and getting your feedback.
1: Thank you so much, Ellie. It was really a privilege to talk to you.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode and we hope you're feeling inspired. If you are, please feel free to like, share, subscribe and join us on our mission to create a diverse, inclusive and equitable universe. This podcast is brought to you by Equal IT, a mission-driven business working to diversify tech teams through a refined talent acquisition complemented by diversity and inclusion consulting. As an Azure Heroes inclusive leader, we aim for teams to cultivate a strong sense of belonging and equity. Find us on Twitter and LinkedIn. We welcome your feedback, questions, and would love to hear from you. Join us next time on Equal Inspired.